Well, I can't wait to meet our host. I hear this is only one of his beat parties. Stay positive, the love will come back to me. Stay positive, the love will come back to me. Stay positive, the love will come back to me. Stay positive, the love will come back to me. Hey people, this is Harry Day with Two True to Lie. We are going to have this episode on the road. I'm driving to the Mississippi Gulf Coast to do an art show, the biggest uh, art festival in the state of Mississippi. I am stopped at a light in Mendenhall, and so it will get louder (laughs) as I continue driving. We're picking up speed now, but there's a lot of traffic I'm in my truck, which has tires that hum louder than most on the pavement. So we're going to have a nice traveling episode here. Uh, I had planned to do this episode. I have no idea what it's going to be about. I've thought of some things. I've forgotten it. Um, I've been yawning like crazy the last 30 minutes from my home down into and south of Jackson. And I figured it would be good if I gave myself something to do while driving my pickup loaded down with my uh, metal sculptures and my tables and my pop-up tent and my chairs and my uh, uh, drinks and snacks for the show because I'm a one-man show. I never leave my booth or very seldom do I leave my booth to go wander around and, and window shop or pick up stuff or talk to friends because I know people at all these art shows because they, they're in the same vein of uh, creativity as me is they, they, they make things you know some are potters some are glass uh, glass artists some are wood carvers or uh, whatever some are painters they're, they're a lot of different craft and I mean high end craft although there is stuff that's not handmade at this show because this show is called the Peter Anderson Festival. It's it's enormous. On a good weather day, they could probably filter a hundred thousand people through the two streets that we set up on as artists. And they come through and they look at everything. Some just come through and look and don't get anything. Some look for a certain thing to catch their eye that they've got to have. Some have compulsive buys. That's what I get a lot of. And some people are out looking for a certain person, like, oh, uh, what's his name that does uh, pottery from uh, Past Christian has a booth here, and I need to get some plates or some mugs, or I got to get some, you know, we get a lot of Christmas shopping since it's November. Speaking of November, it's November 4th, and it is my 53rd birthday. Thank you for the applause. Uh, it's been a great birthday, really. Went out to eat with my mom and my kids last night went to a steakhouse um, a local steakhouse up in Ridgeland and uh, I had steak tartare for the first time I ordered my filet medium rare it came out extremely rare but the cut of meat was so good that it just you could chew it with your tongue and the roof of your mouth It was so I had no complaints it was really good although I kind of like them sizzling but whatever Um, My mom complained that they forgot our order, and so y'all might be thinking, well, she's 85, 
and she's probably losing her mind. No, we've been there an hour, and she usually eats around six, and was coming up on seven, and we've been been there a long time waiting, and we know the owner. So he was the owner was friends with my dad, who's passed two years ago. The owner hasn't passed. He was not walking around like a zombie. He was walking around like a restaurant owner. But we got our food. It was fabulous. And then uh, today I've gotten some calls. I've gotten some texts for happy birthday. And then the the typical yet adoring uh, Facebook list of happy birthdays was over a hundred, I guess happy birthdays in various ways or pictures or gifts or, or just simple things before noon and it's just that you know every time I look at Facebook there's more I'm passing a giant 18 wheeler here South Fresh Farms Woo, it's sucking Delta Pride Catfish that's what I'm talking about it's pulling me towards it um that truck is headed out with catfish fillets to all the uh, fried catfish restaurants in central south Mississippi around Hattiesburg and uh, Collins. However, I eat seafood when I go to the Gulf Coast. Um, shrimp, po' boys, fish if I can find something I like. Uh, oysters. My favorite place, Mikey's on the Bayou in... Uh, Ocean Springs closed down. COVID killed it. It just pretty much killed it. it, It's awful because you could get a dozen raw oysters shucked on ice for $5. And I had times where I would go get to town on a Friday before the show. It's Friday. What is it? It's uh, almost 2.30 in the afternoon. I'm headed south. Sometimes I'd stop there first thing and eat a couple of dozen oysters. Uh, or on my way out on Sunday night, I'd stop there. I remember one time they had $5 uh, raw oysters on the half shell, and I ate three dozen. And they were so freaking good. I put a lot of different things on them. They, you know, they set you up with crackers and cocktail sauce and Worcestershire and hot sauce and uh, 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 straight horseradish and you know various things and I mix it up oh man and lemon obviously lemon gotta have lemon I just hate that they're gone you know if if the oysters were more difficult to get they charge $7.50 a dozen if they were real difficult to get like they came a long ways and they had to pay more like coming from upper east coast they were $10 a dozen but all of those prices are good compared to most seafood restaurants anywhere. The $5 a dozen was just, whew. And you eat three dozen raw oysters with crackers and uh, cocktail sauce and lemon and a little Worcestershire, maybe a little hot sauce. And the thing about eating raw oysters is once you've eaten a lot of raw oysters, my stomach feels kind of like a brass bowl filled with just raw oysters only in their brine. 
and it's almost a nauseated feeling. You know, you feel a little green and sloshy, but they're so good when you're eating them. The only time I really don't like raw oysters is when they're huge. Like they're as big as two of my thumbs. I have big thumbs, but like they're huge. They look like a person's tongue in size. They're big. And you have to cut them in half because one will not fit on a cracker. It flops over both sides. So you cut them in half. That's still a huge lump on a cracker and just chewing them and chewing them. It's hard to eat the large ones. It's overwhelming in just the whole oyster. I mean, people can't even look at oysters. People can't eat raw oysters. People have to have them steamed with stuff on them, cheese and spinach or, or however, bacon, whatever, however people make them. And those are good too. Do not get me wrong. I've had oysters every way. Um, oysters, when I lived in Charleston for seven years, people would have uh, oyster roasts and they'd build a fire under a big metal uh, flat, like an eighth inch sheet metal. And then they'd throw the oysters, you know, sacks of oysters dumped out on that metal, that hot metal, and then they'd get a towel that was already wet and throw it over the oysters. And then occasionally they would spray water on the towel to keep it wet. And basically you were steaming the oysters until they popped open. And as soon as they popped open, you shoveled them off onto a table and you let them cool just a second. I would, I would probably burn my hands because I like a lot of my food hot off the grill, hot off the surface, whatever. I like my steaks hot off the grill, still sizzling, almost too hot to eat. Those are good oysters then, too, though. Um, I just ran off the road, if you didn't hear that. Wah. <clears throat> so, ha, guess what? I'm not using my hands to drive right now. I'm using my knee because I have my phone in one hand to record, and I have my... Can you guess? Can you guess? Don't be dirty. It's not my dick. It's my tea. <laughs> I, have, I couldn't. I said my dick because I couldn't think. My Arizona green tea. Oh, I need to get it down because there's a car coming. There we go. Um, so this show, the Peter Anderson Art Festival. You know, over 400 craftsmen and artists set up at the show, put on by the City of Ocean Springs, the Board of Tourism, and. Uh, when I first started doing it over 10 years ago, I was kind of on the peripheral of the show. And uh, a few years, I guess one year, they had a cancellation in a really good spot and they put me there. And then the next year on the application, I asked to be put there again and they put me there again. So now I'm on, uh, I'm on Government Street in front of Mosaics, which is the first section of booths when you turn off the old main street of Washington where everything started before the show got huge and branched out perpendicular up University Drive for gosh four blocks five blocks huge show like I said a lot of people they always buy from me I do a, I do a good show there um, I skipped last weekend's show because of weather and so I still have lots of stuff to put on my tables to sell lots of little sculptures I made some new stuff 
I can't explain them to you because you're not going to see them unless you find me on Pinterest, Harry Day, artist, metal art. You know, I'm on Pinterest. Um, if you find a bunch of metal sculptures, that's me. I have other pages too, but that's the, the what I'm talking about today. Um, so this festival, I'm in a good spot. I've got my routine down. I show up Friday evening, go to my friend's house. They may or may not have a little birthday get-together for me. They usually do when it's my birthday. And I get there, but they may not. I don't care either way. You know, after driving three hours, three and a half hours, uh, it's just good to get there and sit down and relax and uh, talk, relate, hang out. So I've got friends down there that I stay with. Either either of two friends' houses is, is where I always stay, the spring and the fall art shows. And uh, we always hang out, and my friend Bobby puts on a bonfire and has music or football games on, and people bring food, and they all drink. I don't. They all get high. I don't. Or I usually don't. But, you know, on a New Year's Eve maybe on a on a bro trip maybe once but not always it's extremely rare and i do not drink anymore that i haven't drank for 20 years not because i had a problem i just blah over it i didn't drink before college and uh i didn't binge drink after college you know in college you just that's what you did all my friends did everybody did back to ocean springs beautiful town katrina hurt Ocean Springs but Katrina throttled Waveland and Bay St. Louis with probably 10 more feet of surge meaning 30 feet of surge of water from the Gulf hammering in pushing stuff around in the water into other stuff and just destroying everything Katrina and that was 15 17 years ago they're getting back on their feet in the last five years, a lot of places on that end of the Gulf Coast of Mississippi. There's still neighborhoods of New Orleans that never came back because those people didn't have the money to rebuild. Or, you know, they just had to move to relatives and start from scratch. But Ocean Springs, the coastal homes got hurt pretty bad, but Ocean Springs is a little higher just a little higher in uh, elevation than the rest of the Gulf Coast. And so some of it was spared. A little more of the inland part was spared. I mean, everybody lost power. They had 180-mile-an-hour winds. Um, the bridge was wiped out between Ocean Springs and Biloxi. Yeah, I mean, it was completely wiped out. I had to build a brand-new one. Um, but they put on a great art show, and... I guess because of my personality, they have endeared me, I have endeared them, uh, I'm trying to think how to put it, how the people that put on the art festival, the the chairs, the co-chairs, some of the people in the tourism board, they know me simply by a mistaken name put on all my uh, 
on, on the packet that they hand out. They hand each booth out a packet with their name, their pass, their placard, the thing they put up on their tent to say who they are and what they do. I was Yolanda Brown one year, and I thought it was hilarious. Some people get pissed if they don't get the right things right. My, my name's not right. This is not going to stand. Uh-oh, hold on. Okay, I hit a button. I thought I stopped it. I didn't. This will not stand. I am not Yolanda Brown. I was I was Yolanda Brown that day. I had the name tag on. <coughs> I had the Picard up on my uh, tent. I was Yolanda Brown. But I told them, hey, I enjoyed it. I had a lot of fun with it. But I'm not Yolanda Brown. And they're like, what do you mean? I was like, everything on my stuff in my packet said Yolanda Brown. And they laughed and laughed. And I laughed and laughed. And we all remembered each other from that scenario. Well, the next year, half the stuff said Yolanda Brown on there. And I'm thinking, they're messing with me. And I I went with it because who cares? But I told them, and they were embarrassed. They were like, oh, my God, I thought we'd fix that. I'm so sorry. I'm like, I'm rolling with it. You're not going to mess up my day. People are going to love my work. I'm going to love talking with people. The show will go on. Don't worry about me. And they, I think three times they had a mix-up of some amount on all my identifications for my booth. But they've got me straight now. Although it seems like two years ago, my helper was Yolanda Brown. Somehow, Yolanda, and I don't know who Yolanda Brown is. It's some woman that used to do the show. She's from the coast. I don't. She doesn't do metal. She doesn't even do metal. So... I don't know who I should I should look her up and and uh, exchange pleasantries and tell her the story. Maybe she'd get a kick out of it because that's me. I like to talk to people. Who was I talking to today? I was just talking away. Gosh dang, I was where was I? I was in Walmart yesterday. I did talk to a woman there. I briefly talked to the people at the at the uh, started to say pet cemetery, but I want to say the uh, animal clinic where I put button up for the weekend while I'm away doing a show. If it was just one night, button would have the run of the porch in the house at my place. But three nights, I can't leave him alone. He, I mean, he would just go to my neighbor's house and hang out, and they would love to have him. And I might do that another time, but for $15 a night to board your dog, it's not bad. You know, it offsets $45 worth of uh, profit I'll make at this show. But I just sold a piece yesterday or the day before yesterday. Earlier this week, I sold a piece off the internet just because I put a picture up on Facebook for $45. Just a little metal horse. Still haven't gotten it to her, though, because we hadn't been able to make uh, make the connection in person to hand it over but I've been paid um so I get to I'm tangenting out like a Christmas tree I get to Ocean Springs I'll go I'll go straight to Bobby's tonight and I'm staying at Greg's but he'll probably show up at Bobby's because I told him to and they're best buds anyway they live they're neighbors um, we all went to Mississippi State together. Ooh, there's a policeman. 
I'm going 70. I better slow it down. I'm in the town of McGee. This is a notorious speed trap. They've never... I'm not going to say that just yet until I get out of this town. No, he didn't pull out. I don't think. They've not gotten me here before. You know what's cool about not having not drank for 20 years? I haven't had a DUI for 20 years. That's pretty cool. And you can be everyone's DD. Be driving like an idiot with your knee while drinking tea and holding your phone. Hopefully they wouldn't see me do that. I'd be reckless driving. But I wouldn't get a DUI. I'm down with that. Only DUI I had was 1995 on my birthday. I'd say that was 32 years ago. Probably longer than that. Couldn't be 42 years ago. I'd be 10. I'd say 32 years ago. That sounds right. It was in 95. The year I moved to Oregon. Anyway. We're easing through McGee, Mississippi. This is Simpson County. Uh, To me, Simpson County is most well-known as a uh, sheriff-murdering county. I know of uh, at least two in the last few decades sheriffs that were murdered by people who weren't having them on their property or weren't going to comply for whatever reason. And uh, there's this really cool uh, river, the Strong River maybe. It might be a different one. It might be mm, Nebs, Nads, not Nads. That's not, not Nads. It might be the Strong, but there's a there's like this mini waterfall, and the water, even in the summer, is always really cool. And it flows shallow, and it's always flowing. And so uh, I remember a friend of mine, took us there I had my kids were little and so we all went there not wondering what to expect it was in Delo it was near from where Faith Hill came from and uh although I'd heard she'd also lived in Ridgeland and Madison I didn't know that part that was probably growing up but um when we got there, and my kids were toddlers at the time, we looked around, and it was there was a bunch of dudes with jailhouse tattoos. And when I mean jailhouse tattoos, I mean they got their tattoos in jails, and so there, there was no uh, exotic artwork or color to their tattoos. These were white guys with jailhouse tattoos, hanging all over teenage girls and these guys are older and I I didn't want to say anything to my friend because he was he is one of those that you know he's not on the spectrum but he behaves as if he's near it and he's a golden person great person always getting in trouble well not not as much as you'd think he would never get in trouble because he always ran from trouble but I don't know. He's he's a conundrum. He's the conundrum of a conundrum, if that's a thing. Um, so we stayed there a little while at that jailhouse tattoo falls. But that's this county. You know, the county of jailhouse tattoos and murdering uh, officers. That's how I know this, this place. Also, a lot of tornadoes seem to come through here. Um, so what I got to do at this show. Well, I'm missing my time. 
I'm just talking away. I don't even know what about. Okay, 23 minutes. I got time. So Friday night we hang out. Don't stay up late because I got to get up early. So Saturday morning I get up early. Not early as the people that go set up at this show. The ones that don't want to put money into hotel rooms drive in like 4 to 6 a.m. They get in and start setting up. I'm sleeping at 4 to 6 a.m. I show up no earlier than 7. Show starts at 9. Maybe you got to have your vehicles off the road at 8. But I don't use the road. I use the side road behind where my spot is. I pull up in an unloading loading zone for a restaurant that's not open in the morning. And I bring my stuff through the walkway to my booth site. And then I go park. I put my little parking pass and I go find a parking place. Hopefully in one of those two parking lots. If not, I probably illegally park or park on the street in the area. Then I go sit up my booth. Pop up the tent, put out the tables, put the tablecloths on the tables, put out the metal, wipe them down if they're dusty. Uh, then I've got to price everything. Then I get the books out. Then I get the fish sticks and yard birds. Oh, I don't have any yard birds. I have a yard flower, a flower stick. And these are things that are on metal sticks that you stick in the ground in your garden or flower bed, and it has a fish. Or something, you know, at the top of it. Some of them are painted. Some of them rust and go through the colors of rust from a metal color to light orangey brown to brown to dark brown. There's some reds in there. And then they're rusty. But you can clean them up with a brush. A rotary brush would be best. And paint them. Um, get my booth squared away, set. And then I just sit in my chair in my booth, meet my neighbors and vegetate and by then the people are starting to walk through and looking at your stuff but by 10 o'clock the, the floodgates open and there are no gates it's just people just start next thing you know there's people on both sides of your booth you know two three four people deep looking in craning to look in stopping to weave behind somebody and come in and look at your booth I let people come in my booth to get out of the way or get out of the sun, depending on the weather or the rain. It's supposed to rain tomorrow. That sucks real bad, but it's a two-day show. So everybody will show up Sunday if they can't show up Saturday. Love two-day shows. <coughs> okay, I'm south of McGee, headed to Collins. Um, so I do the show all day. I can't spend a lot of time on my phone because I can't drain the battery down because I take down credit card info to put in uh, purchases that aren't cash through my phone. So I can't like follow football games too much. I can check scores. Uh, Mississippi State doesn't play until tomorrow night, so not a big deal. The other games during the day I'm not very interested in. I get into the show and I'm talking to all the people. <coughs> and one thing people always ask what do you enjoy about the shows the most what's your favorite part of, of doing these shows you know and it's the reaction I get from people <clears throat> because you have babies and strollers to toddlers <coughs> excuse me to children all this talking is making me cough to teens preteens teens young adults uh, adults 
new parents, parents and their kids, all ages of adults, older people, elderly people, really old people. So that's your run of people. And they're of all creed, color, religion, nationality. I mean, obviously in the United States, it pretty much follows the, the, the ratio of white and black and Latino and Asian people in the country by percentage. <clears throat> but I think as I think there's more of a more near equal ratio on the coastlines than there are inland in the south. So the coolest thing to me is the little kids, including babies. They see my pieces on my tables and they're blown away and they're like super loud calling to their mom and dad or their friend look at this that's a this you know parents are getting their little one and two year olds are saying what is, what is that what is that and they're like that's a cow that's a fish you know and it's it's like bonding moments that, that I get to witness that they'll remember but they love my work and that's so cool and I get I don't get the ooh-ah childlike reactions from all the adults. I get a lot of, you have an imagination, or a lot of uh, great work. You know, I mean, compliments abound. If I had a, just a dollar for every compliment I got at these shows, I'd make more money than I make selling this stuff at shows. People are so generous with, with their... Uh, impressions of my work I guess but probably the greatest for me is when an elderly person and there's an old ladies or old folks home which is looks like a hotel tower kind of over overlooking downtown and that's where a lot of the elderly people live but they come down with or without helpers and walk the streets to look at the art and just get outside, get some air, get some exercise. And it, it always happens. These elderly people will stop. And they don't go, ooh, ah, wow, like the kids do. They just stop and look. And their hand goes to their face. Like their chin or the side of their mouth or their cheek. And they're just they're staring at something. Staring at a piece of mind on the table. And uh, I get goosebumps. I get goosebumps talking about it now. And there is a reason why that is the most impressive thing to me to impress an elderly person is they have lived and seen it all. You know, if they're 80, then they have grown up in the Depression or near it and World War II and seen the leanness of the 30s and 40s and how things picked up in the 50s, the salad days, they say. And the the change to weirdness in the '60s, and the men on the moon, and all the wars, and all all the history—they've seen all this stuff happen, or even participated in it. And then they keep going forward into my time, where I was one year old in 1970, and uh, they they've seen all the things I've seen. You know, the '80s, the Berlin Wall coming down, the Cold War ending the uh all the you know the the twin towers in 2001 
But they've seen all the good things too, all the happiness, all their kids having kids having kids. And when some of these elderly people, these beautiful people, when they see my work and they just stop and stare and look and smile and then kind of slowly walk up close to the table where I'm behind the table sitting in my chair and, and say, love your work or you've got a great imagination, just whatever they say. And I've impressed someone who's seen it all with something I've done. I, I got goosebumps again. That's twice. I could tell this story if I ever needed to get goosebumps and get a touch of adrenaline flowing because it, I mean, it almost makes me cry. I'm not crying, but it almost makes me cry because it's such a beautiful thing. And, and really, to me, it's these elderly people that have seen and done it all. Some more than others, obviously. Some have had simple country Mississippi lives that just never did anything. But they've listened to the radio and watched TV. I mean, they know stuff. They know what's right and what's wrong. They've, they've seen life. And it just... Uh, that's that's what keeps me doing these shows. I don't have to do them, but I like to do them. I like talking to people and I like, uh, entertaining these people in that fashion. I mean, I sell my books at these shows and I have a few people that come back and buy a new book each show. And I've had one say, when, when do you have more books coming? I'm like, I got two on my computer. They're not quite done. And when they're done, I'll put them in print. I'll have them next year. And and they're like, well, let us know when, please. And I'm, that's awesome, you know. That's cool for me. But, uh, gosh, coming and doing this Peter Anderson show. Peter Anderson was a potter. A, a well-known, well-achieved potter in Ocean Springs. His brother was Walter Inglis Anderson. Walter Anderson was a painter and a ink block paint print maker people all around the region have his work have uh, recreations of his uh, prints you know in their doctor's offices in lawyers offices in their homes it's everywhere it's like it's sought after work because it's simple but it's beautiful and it's from the 20s and the 30s it's, it's old school but it's ahead of its time and it's crazy that this isn't the Peter, I mean, the Walter Anderson Festival. But it's the Peter Anderson Festival. And I'm not sure why they did it. I know Walter Anderson's grandson, who's an artist who does the same thing Walter Anderson did. He does paint and print, block and print, all that stuff. <clears throat> Maybe just paints. But uh, he's an achieved artist. Weird guy. But an achieved artist. But I guess a lot of achieved artists are weird people. You know? Let me look at my time. I'm approaching Collins. 35 minutes. I can go a little longer. Um, there's a little hay farm. The traffic's not too bad. So Saturday, you do the show. I keep track of my sales in my logbook. And then... uh when the show's over for the day at four or five, I think five, I uh, push my tables in, 
put everything flat on the tables and I dropped my tent down. It's weighted because you never know what kind of winds you're going to get on the Gulf Coast. I feel like I have not looked at the road since this started. But I've been watching it the whole time. I've been thinking about something else. It's just I'm on autopilot. I make a great autopilot, by the way. <clears throat> Unless we're flying. Um, show's over. I usually go find something to eat right away. Something of substance. Po'boy, burger, uh, something to drink other than water. Because I have bottled water. But also I have canned green tea from it. Not from Amazon, from Arizona green tea. I brought a 12 pack of that. Um, and then I'll make my way to Bobby's, even though I'm staying at Greg's, and the state games at 6 30. So we'll, a bunch of people will show up. He'll have a fire, probably have another party. One night or the other, they probably won't do both. And then, uh, that night I can stay up late. Saturday night I can stay up late because I'm already set up. I've just got to drive in Sunday morning about 9, 9.30, maybe even 10 if I want to be late. But sometimes you want to be ready because people are, if it's a bad weather day Saturday, you probably want to be early because people are going to be early to get there because they couldn't come the day before. Because they know people sell. And if they want to get their hands on good the good pieces, the focal stuff from each booth, they better get there early and grab it, depending on their tastes. So there's a huge lumber yard. Wow. Why is lumber so expensive when there's 300, not even that, there's a thousand stacks of different kind of boards there. Um, set up Sunday morning. I've already eaten. Get set up, get square, maybe rearrange the layout. <clears throat> Sit down and enjoy the day. It's going to be a nice day Sunday, I know. Uh, the church bells from somewhere nearby go off every hour and, and chime the hour. That's always cool to hear. <clears throat> um, wow. I, have, I have friends Saturday and Sunday come through and say, hey, that's always nice to visit. The uh, people I know on the coast, tell, you know, I usually put out smoke signals on, uh, well, they know that, that I'm at that show. I've been doing that show long enough. Um, very first time I did Peter Anderson, I was on a side shoot street, and it wasn't the best place, and I didn't sell a lot, but it was my first show, and it was probably in the th upper 30s temperature-wise, setting up Saturday morning. It was cold. I remember I would set up, and then I'd get in my truck with the heat on and hang out. And I'd get out and finish setting up, get in and warm up, and then go park. And then hang out in the truck warm until the sun was up a little bit higher. And then I went and did my booth and made friends with the bottle chime people next to me, whom I still know now. I met them there, and I they are... Mississippi State people like I am a little bit older than me but not much great couple and I still see them at shows though I think they've stopped doing shows lately and just want to focus on grandkids and retirement 
But they would take wine bottles and make wind chimes and sold the hell out of them. <clears throat> so I'm sitting in my booth Sunday. Good weather. Uh, come noon, there's a good crowd. Not not a hundred thousand like on Saturdays, but there's a good crowd. But as the day, if a Saints game is on, although I think they play Monday night, that would work in my favor. And if it's bad weather Saturday, that works in our favor because everyone will be shopping hard on Sunday. So Sunday is the day to be prepped for, really. Um, but you got to keep an eye on the weather forecast for Saturday morning on what you do, on what I do. I'm going to show it whenever I want. I'm always the last person to be done setting up. People have been there since 4 a.m. setting up. I show up 30 minutes until and uh, carry my stuff in, set it up, park, come back, set it up. I'm ready to go. People are still getting their stuff together. They put a lot of effort into their booth and their showcase to put all their stuff they're selling on. And I don't do any of that. And sometimes that will keep you out of certain festivals because they all, all these festivals want booth photos. What does your booth look like? Well, hey, how about what does my work look like that I'm selling, that I work on? I make art. I don't make booth setups. That's not my job to make booth setups. So don't expect one from me. But they do. You can't get into Kentuck unless you've got a certain kind of setup. I mean, it's just... You know, the people that run Kentuck tried to get me in Kentuck, but they don't they don't run the jury panel. They have people that do that for them, and I, they could never get me in, and they hated it. And so I never did it. And it's a great folk art festival up in uh, Tuscaloosa, Alabama. But them's the breaks, right? I don't sweat things anymore. Not much. Not much. Not a mucho. So... I'm driving through Collins, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Yeah, I have a friend that's about 30 miles from here. There's a building they started with a weird shape, like an octagon, but only half octagon, with a mini octagon off the back. I guess it was going to be a restaurant. They roofed it, and then they they uh, papered in the uh, walls, you know, that whatever that building paper is, and they ain't done nothing since, and it's been years. I don't know what that's about. But, of course, we're in Collins. There's not a lot going down in Collins. Gas is usually cheaper down south, but it's not in Collins. Wow. Hattiesburg will be cheaper. That's the next town. Hattiesburg is Mississippi Southern. Southern Mississippi, USM, whatever you want to call it. But uh, Sunday, as the day wears on, typically... It get the crowd gets lighter and lighter and lighter by the time it's time to break down, and usually people are ready to break down about four. Uh, I think you got to wait till five. Um, they don't check on you too hard. I'm in the good graces and hearts of the people. I could probably slip out of there since it doesn't take me any time to set up or break down. But the crowd winds down to what is usually wandering drunks. Same in the Saturday evening, but there's more of them and more sober people too. But Sunday evening is a little different. And uh, I used to stay as late as I possibly could at these shows to make one more sale. And it's worked before. I did real good one evening in Oxford, staying open late when everybody had left. I was still on the square, set up. 
and uh, sold more than I made during the show. But they were, it was drunk students <laughs> buying stuff with their parents' credit cards, but it spins for me, right? Anyway, that is what my weekend is looking forward to. So I'm headed to the show. Um, when I put this uh, piece together, this episode, I will not be able to conjure up and edit a outro song. So I'll just reuse one that's in the uh, library of all the shows I've done previous. Um, I'll probably pick one randomly. There's, there's no reason to... Uh, you know, usually I try to be semi-ironic or semi-erotic. But... Oh, I'm going through that... This is not quite a mile wide tornado path that came through a couple of years ago and hammered. Woo! Someone's slowing down way too soon. Uh, hammered uh, south of Collins. If it had ticked north, it would have destroyed that town utterly. Trees are still leafless and, and short and broken off all through here. If all these houses that are along this path of destruction have all new siding and roofs or they weren't rebuilt but yeah this is i remember when it was it was the day of the twin tornadoes two tornadoes were coming across this area one just south of collins and one north of collins around uh it was south of uh simpson county but yeah tough tough big tornado long path bust through here now i've come up the hill and i'm out of it it's where they go through flats it's the same thing happened up in holmes county like 10 years ago 12 years ago north of me but anyway i'm going to talk to i need to rest my voice i imagine because i'm going to be talking to a ton of people a bunch tonight a ton of people tomorrow at the show uh, lots of people tomorrow night, a ton of people Sunday, and then Sunday night I'm going to my friend Mark Brown, who lives in Laurel, which is east of here, about 30 miles, like I said, and uh, watch football, eat spaghetti or whatever he makes, and hang out with my buddy Mark, who I've known since uh, we were in college. Most of my best friends are from Mississippi State days i have some from pre pre and post but my tightest friends that i keep close with are definitely mississippi state alum that i am also um seems like i'm forgetting something i know i didn't forget anything loading up the truck to come down because what i do is i load up and then i go sit on my bed and go through my phone and think what have i forgot and then i remember a lot of different things I need to get and I load all that up then I come and sit down and I make a list on my notes page on my phone and I like put down like metal tables covers chairs uh, fish sticks stand books table uh, clothes medicine all the things and then I go to the truck and I cross them all out and then I look at my list I'm like okay I need to get a belt I need to get a phone charger. I need to get some uh, wet wipes because who doesn't want 
have a shiny hiney. And I got everything. It's a, it's a process, people. It's a process. So remember to be friendly to everybody. Remember to get in touch with everybody. Remember to splash out that ripple of kindness. And uh, remember to be the sole generation in your life of peace. Peace.